Michelle Hood, my friend. In all our years together, you've been married, what, 21? Uh, 23. 23. November. In all our years together, I have not seen Jonathan completely wasted. That said, he is definitely, when he has a good time, the fun guy. Happy New Year, Michelle. Well, there you have it. That's right. How about that? That's exactly A, right. I love that she's listening. Mm-hmm. B... She and I have a good kinship. And C, you knew yourself as a drinker. Absolutely. And Love D, it. And D, you're supposed to be at work at 10. I started at 7. I'm talking to her. Point-to-point communication. <laughs> Let's get in the car, huh? <laughs> Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's awesome. 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. Uh, as we talk to you about Justin Fields, we found out from the head honcho of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eber. <laughs> He gave us the information. That that, uh, well, you can't be sour at Eberflus. He just got here. I'm sour. And I was a supporter. Don't like how he's conducted himself the last few weeks. Hold on a second. Who are you talking to here? You were a supporter. I was. No. Yeah, no. I liked some of the things early. No. No. Instead of we got the hits principle till last week, now it's the quits principle. <laughs> I mean, they, they quit on him last week. Yeah. He's lying to us because he didn't even know the injury. He couldn't even get the story straight. Justin Fields. All right, so Justin Fields uh, came in on Monday. You can't even get the quarterback's name right. You hear that? Say it again. Justin Fields. All right, so Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Uh, came in on Monday uh, morning um, with a sore hip. And he... You know, which many times happens to players, you know, they come in with uh, soreness that they didn't anticipate to be like that. And uh, so we, we sent him to get an MRI uh, on his hip, and he uh, that he had a strain in his hip. Um, so uh, he's not going to be at full speed this week, and the medical staff has ruled him out uh, for this week. Um, this is not a long-term injury, um, so just so we know that. Um, Nathan Peterman will be the starting quarterback. Justin was day-to-day with a separated shoulder earlier in the year. Is this, why is this injury much more, that much more serious that he's out now? Yeah, it's just what the doctor said. That's what the doctor said it was. They said he strained his, his groin, and, and he's not going to be able to go full speed by, by Sunday. So that's just where it is. Is it groin or hip or both? It's a, it's a, I'm sorry, it's hip. My bad, my bad. Oh, God. Can't even get the lie straight. Jesus. Brother, like, please... Cap, tell everyone, as someone who's had been in the press, how to handle that if you're Matt Eberflus in that scenario. How do you handle it? The way it should have been handled is, all right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. few things. One, Justin Fields is out for Sunday. His hip is bothering him. He has had 55 times he's been sacked, hit countless others. He's had a really good season. He is our future. We love this kid. I love his toughness. He's not happy with his decision. It's my call. He is out for Sunday. He's done for the year. Nathan Peterman will start. Put it on me. Done. But he said... Justin was day-to-day with a separated shoulder earlier in the year. Is this, why is this injury much more, that much more serious that he's out now? Yeah, it's just what the doctor said. That's what the doctor said it was. They said he strained his, his groin, and, and he's not going to be able to go full speed by, by Sunday. So that's just where it is. 
Who's it, groin or hip or both? It's a, it's a, I'm sorry, it's hip. My bad. My bad. Oh. Can't even get the lie straight. Brother. That was Dr. Ryan Poles yeah, talking was... to him, by the way. Yeah, come in. Hey, Ryan, what's up? What are you doing? Uh, working on the game plan. We're going to try and get Justin this right. Yeah, that's why I'm here. He's out. Just tell the media his hip is sore. He's done. We are one game from potentially picking first. We lock up the second pick. This could change the trajectory of our franchise if you let me do my job to the best of my ability and either pick a great generational talent or trade back and get more picks. You tell the media the doctors wouldn't clear him. He's out. Okay, so it's hip. Just tell him the hip. Groin. I mean hip. Oh, my God. The worst. And again. Just take the hit, man. Cap. This is what happens when you have a first-year head coach that can't even give you the lie straight. As I just talked to someone in an NFL front office who texted me he, as he heard our show, he said to me, that's the worst when the personnel can't get the lie straight. He says a PR's nightmare. Right. Because all you have to say, he should have said exactly how you said it. I'm the head coach because it empowers you and it shuts down the questions. Right. I'm the head coach. I'm making a decision because the guy's been battered and he's been beaten. He's not going to be 100% for this game anyway, so we're going to shut him down. Ultimately, you're doing this to solidify yourself the number two pick in the draft. That's all. Right. You can't say that the league would come find you. I get it. Not going to come out and go, yeah, it behooves us to lose Sunday. It, it, not going to say that. Just say, I'm the head coach. I've seen enough. His body is beaten up and his hip is bothering him. He's out. It's my call. He's not happy with me. I love his competitiveness. Nathan Peterman starts next. And ultimately, it also looks bad for something we talked about earlier this week, and that is you play him just so he can b- break the rushing record. There's, I mean, again, that didn't make so, it makes no sense to me. That's so NBA if they allowed him to be out there to be able to just be out there just to break the rushing record. It's the equivalent of just feeding David Robinson time and time again so he can break the scoring mark for the Spurs, whatever it was, 70 points or whatever right. it was. Well, I gave you a scenario yesterday. If Dylan Cease was at 122 pitches through seven innings, perfect game, mm-hmm. 15 strikeouts. He's looked amazing. Are you letting him go back out there in September if you're in the pennant race? Are you letting him go out to get the perfect game or the strikeout record knowing he's probably going to come close to 150 pitches if we let him go for this? No, we're trying to win a World Series. I'm sorry, Dylan. That's what a, a, an adult in the room does. This is why we get so many combined no-hitters these days. Right. Because you're trying to, to protect him. Protect and salvage your player. So I, I totally understand it. The, the, the record didn't mean anything to me. Probably didn't mean anything to Justin Fields either. He had to be able to run that way. But I think that if you're going to stop it, stop Fields from playing, this would have been the great opportunity, and it is. That's what we talked about a couple of days ago. He doesn't need to play. And if you're going to stop him from playing – you should stop him from playing because against the Lions, it was the worst game that the Bears played on both sides of the football. 75 passing yards, 7 for 21 for Fields, 55 combined rushing yards, so you couldn't even run the ball against the Lions. 3 for 13 on third down, 7 sacks allowed, 9 quarterback hits, 5 tackles for loss, and 7 passes uh, defensed, 2 turnovers. And the Lions ran for 265 yards, becoming the fifth team this season to run for more than 200 yards against the Bears, a franchise uh, record going back to 1955. Shut it down. That's why. All those things, both sides of the football were awful for the Bears. So there's, no, there's nothing else I need to see from him Agreed. this year. Now, 
when it comes to who he is, Cap, how you look at him, Justin Fields had to be all world. And I know that Justin from Dallas and a number of our uh, Cap and J-Hood listeners have always checked in with us on Twitter or on the phone lines and said, I don't like the idea that the Bears are losing so many games because it hurts. Even though you know the bigger picture, thing is, is that you're so emotionally and some financially invested in the team in which you don't want to see the Bears keep losing. No, it sucks to see the Bears lose. But this is what change looks like because you want to have something different. So now you got a new head coach, you got a new GM, uh, a new president coming up. So this is what it looks like. And so when I look at this, I look at it as a B minus, not just for the losses, but for Justin Fields, I'm giving him room to be able to be better. For those that are called us earlier to give them an A minus or A, that's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Because when you put him, give him an A, that means that you, he has no more room to improve. He's the perfect quarterback. And A means that he's done everything right. Well, he has not. That's correct. That's why I'm giving him room to grow. When I say B minus, it might be a little bit on a curve. Or that just gives him more room to say, if he's a B-minus now, my God, in three years, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. But when you, this is, here's what happens, though. When fans start to look at a player, and we hear this all the time, so-and-so's great. Hang on a second. Is so-and-so in the Hall of Fame? Oh, he's a great player. Hang on a second. Great? Great is a word we so overuse. Absolutely. Good, um, up-and-coming. There's other words to use, but that guy's a great player. So for some of our listeners that are saying, well, that's an A, he's an A despite everything that's gone on, that's not right. Give him room. We know what an A-plus quarterback looks like in the National Football League. Those are the ones that are using the playoffs every year. Yeah, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Brady, Rodgers, those are great players. Justin's not there yet. No. I think he can get there. Sure. But, but but when people put the cart before the horse, Shay, this happens all the time. You push a guy out there, and then when he underachieves, oh, that guy sucks. I can't do that. This is why we got these hot takers around sports talk all the time, TV and radio. This guy's great. He underachieved. That guy sucks. There has to be a middle ground for growth. That's a problem around here in this sports society we have. Well said. You've got to be able to look at a young player and say, you know what, eventually he's going to be good. So it's a whole argument we always have about Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams is a young player. That guy sucks. No, he needs to be able to improve. He's 21 years old. 21. But, but this, this quick trigger, nope, that guy is great, that guy sucks. There has to be a middle ground for growth, either one way or the other. Agreed. So what's one word to describe the Bears this season? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Also, your overall thoughts about Justin Fields, too. Cap and I want to find out what's your letter grade. We gave ours earlier. We want you to get your letter grade for Justin Fields. He's done for the season. Now what do you think of Justin? Now that you've seen a full year almost of him being the quarterback for this team. Captain J. Hood, morning 7 to 10. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and J. Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. show here on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app where you could find Cap. It's Thursday, so that means... That'd be good karma wrestling tonight. Oh. Six o'clock on the ESPN 1000 Twitter feed. Indeed, and you can catch the podcast as well and catch up. we got a lot to talk about. 
for the first Good Karma Wrestling of the Year. New Japan just had their had their wrestling event. Uh, so we'll talk about that. AEW was in Seattle, WWE, everything else. So if you're a wrestling fan or know of one, make sure they check in 6 o'clock on the ESPN 1000 Twitter feed or catch the podcast. Just click Good Karma Wrestling boop, right there. Take that. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, we'll have Greeny coming up at 10. He's back. Followed by Carmen Yurko at 12. Waddle and Meller at 2. What about me? Why am I not on your show, Waddle? You're on vacation. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm listening. And a solo black from 6 to 8 right here <laughs> on ESPN 1000. We're talking about the Bears. The one word to describe the Bears' season. And also, Cap, when we look at the totality of what Justin Fields brought. Boy, I don't know if they still air those. Remember those old yearbook shows they used to have on ESPN? The NFL yearbook shows, where at the end of the season they show all the highlights. Oh, yeah. Remember those? I don't know if they still we'll have those shows. back at the 2022 Bears. The oh, season started with high expectations for second-year quarterback Justin Fields. You could be the worst. It was the most optimistic show. But a suspect offensive line <laughs> put Fields in yes. trouble early. <laughs> and the three-time Ohio State All-American delivered in a stunning upset yes. of San Francisco. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? It's so optimistic. Like, hmm, we didn't wow. do so bad. <laughs> a gridiron dogfight against <laughs> the Houston Texans. <laughs> didn't know we were 3-14. and 14. <laughs> it's just, I, I love those old yearbook shows. When you go back and look at the yearbook for Justin Fields, there's so many highlights, man. The, you know, him sliding across the the, the rain and the and the uh, the wind and the bad conditions against San Francisco, the Texans game that the Bears probably should have lost, but they end up winning the ball game. And of course, the biggest highlight is the Patriot game out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, because Belichick said that we were good, and I'm like, we're not any good, and they end up beating their ass thirty three to fourteen on Monday Night Football. You remember we came in here the day after the San Francisco game. And all the jackaloons that were firing on us because we were negative, me especially. I can't believe you picked them five and wouldn't be shocked if they won three. Well, they're one and oh, take that. They won two more games the rest of the year if they lose this one. (laughs) My God. Charlie, go in the system and see if you find, just uh, call up Belichick. His thoughts about the Bears. I love that sound. Or he was talking about and checked off all these things. About the Bears, and we solid left. offensive line. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> like, what oh, offensive line are you watching? Bring that back. I'd like for him to be able to hear that Belichick from when he was given all these these uh, platitudes, uh, all these great things about the Chicago Bears. End up the Bears win. So that's part of the positive. But again, we have to look at all these losses that the Bears had, and Justin Fields being able to put up all these numbers despite not having good wide receivers, rickety offensive line. A defense as a sieve. All these things, Cap, were a part of this season. And again, we got one more game left, but it's the end for Justin Fields. And I give him a B to B minus for a room for improvement because as much as we can look at Justin Fields and he's running around the field, the other thing we had to look at is there was a switch in philosophy. After the Commanders game, all of a sudden things started to change offensively for Luke Getze and the Bears. Because I think they felt a responsibility to the 53 guys. We got to do what we can to try and win football games. We're not the front office. We're the coaches. We're tasked with trying to win every week. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do. I get it. So they ran him and ran him. And it kept them competitive. But I also think it masked just how god-awful this roster is. It's the worst roster in the NFL. 
I don't think Bill Belichick feels that way. You know, a, a pretty impressive group and, and uh, really a young team that you can see getting better um, all the time. Uh, you know, Coach uh, has done a really good job here with you know, his installing his system and I think adapting and, uh, to the personnel that, that they have there and obviously getting a lot of young players involved. It's one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, you know, offensively, it feels as a, you know, as a major major threat every time he touches the ball. Very athletic kid. Um, uh, you know, Mooney is, is a really an outstanding receiver. He's been had a ton of production, and um, you know, I can see why he's very very good at everything. Plays multiple positions um, in the slot a lot, but they they'll move him around, and and he's had a ton of production, and then. Um, you know, of course, the backs, uh, Herbert Montgomery, are mm-hmm. are very good. Um, you know, this running game is, is right there with Cleveland. I mean, they, they literally, literally have about the same exact amount of yardage. Yeah. I think Herbert's leading the league in yards per carry. Uh, they're hard, very hard to tackle. And, um, wow. you know, they do a real real good job with their, their running game uh, and the play-action game as well. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of explosive plays lead the league in yards per pass attempt. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, they've hit some big plays. Some of those are catch and run plays. And then when you add on field scrambles, uh, which are, they might count as running plays in the stats, but they're actually passing plays in terms of having to defend them. Um, there are really a lot of explosive plays there that, that are a problem. There wow. you have it. He was right. There was another one where he said something about like their offensive line, like like it was a good offensive line. Yeah, well, and in that game, Justin Fields was impressive. He had the one touchdown, 13 for 21, good for 179 yards. He was sacked four times that game, by the way. Bears won, what, 33-14? Yeah. yeah. Ran the football 243 yards. He was solid. And Mooney, three receptions, good for 53 yards. We ran for 243, you said, yeah. as a team? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't know, Cap. I mean, when you saw that game, I think at that at that point, Bears are three and four. Look out now. That's the last time they won. Hang on now. What was the date of that game? This is what date is that game? Got to be uh, in October, early for sure. October. Yeah, or, or late October, October twenty fourth, twenty. Yeah. So, Not I'm, one again. <laughs> pretty optimistic at three and four in that spot, though. That's why. So at that point, Charlie, there's some Bears fans like, well, look at us now. It was the mini buy. It was look ah, at this coaching staff. Here look at we how go. we can adjust. We had, remember the calls we were getting? Boy, they could get on a run here. You think it's possible? We had them. Yeah. Possible to make the playoffs? Playoffs. See, Cap, you don't know what you're talking about because now we're three and four. We're right there. No, you're not. You're three and thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what he was. But a bear fan could be puffy chested because you think you have absolutely no shot. It's the Patriots. But then you've got the 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 savvy Shay Norling that was telling you they're not very good. As a Patriots fan, Shay told you, look out. You know what? I have their win total under at eight and a half. And if all the Patriots beat and Breer are right and the Bills forfeit, I lose. Mm. So I am still sweating that out. I was right, but I'm sweating this one out. And it's wrong. They're 8-8 right now. In hindsight, didn't that game tell you so much more about the Patriots than it probably did about the Bears? For sure. Well, it showed you that Mac Jones is not the guy. He's not. At least... 
at least not in this system. Let's be fair. Not in this system. Make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. It, now, are, is he, are you saying that they might forfeit the game? That's it was Mike Reese suggested that. I think Breer has mentioned it on Twitter. Um, that the Bills may not play this weekend. They're I'll be play. shocked. They're play. I'll be shocked. Uh, that's where the NFL steps in. Yeah. It says no 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 no. Well, I've said that the whole time. And it, it just quick sidebar, I guess, here, but uh, the whole time I've Brought said to you by Ankin Law. Three one two six million signed. The great Howard Aiken. Everybody talking about this game just doesn't get played and they mark it as a tie or a no contest. That destroys the NFL's competitive balance, which is their holy grail. So I, I think somehow, some way, they figure out a way to play this. Do you ultimately. believe that they should have, have the ability to not play that game? To not play Bills Bengals? Yeah, if you were like running the franchise, would you say we're not playing? This weekend or the game that got canceled? This weekend. No, they're going to play. No, I imagine that they will ultimately play. I mean, if it's up to me, I think everything should get played. The, the, I cannot abide Kansas City getting the one seed by DeVault when the Bills had it. Uh, by the way, I'm hearing a BCS uh, rumor out there, meaning that it would uh, the number one seed would be uh, determined by a machine. Have you read about this? I heard rumor about this. <laughs> yes. Let's not do that. Play the game. At some point. PredictionMachine.com says that it should be the Bills. <laughs> Sean and Urbana on ESPN 1000 on Captain Jay Hood. All right, Sean. Hey, Captain Hoodie, what's goody? What's up, kid? Hey, man, I just got one thing. You know, the Chicago Bears organization right now is like that 200-year-old bungalow on the south side that you and your wife just bought, and you got you know, you to fix it up, gut it out, rehab it. You can't get mad when the roof is leaking or the pipes are broken. Can't get, can't get mad when the lights are not working or anything. Mm-hmm. You got to trust the process. Put your money into it, build it up to how you want it to be, and then now you got a masterpiece. That's that's how I feel about the Bears, man. Tell me what y'all think about that. No, that's exactly right. You, you, it is leveled, and you're trying to rehab that old building. So you're totally right about that, Sean. Good call. We appreciate the phone call. Here's the latest on DeMar Hamlin. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Uh, Buffalo Bills cornerback Kyer Elam. Uh, tweeted eight minutes ago, our boy is doing better, awake, and showing more signs of improvement. Thank you, God. Keep the prayers coming, please. All love, three. Awake? That's awesome. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Did you see the player for the, I think it was the Colts. He's watching the game. He is, that's his best friend. He watches what happens. He jumps in the car. He's got practice the next day. Mm-hmm. Jumps in the car and said, I drove right to his hospital, and he got in there, and he said I had to put my eyes on my friend, and he spoke to him, and he was obviously unconscious. He said, I don't know if he can hear me. I choose to believe that he heard me. Mm-hmm. I just had to let him know I love him. I thought that was amazingly it is, cool. It is great. Um, good vibes, power, prayer, whatever it is, you want someone to be able to pull through. No question. Uh, quickly, Kevin in downtown Chicago on ESPN 1000. All right, Kev. Hey guys, yeah, I give uh, Fields like a B minus in the context of everything. As a 32 year old Bears fan, it was the most excited I've been to watch a quarterback every Sunday. I've been more excited to watch the team at times, but to watch the quarterback specifically, you know, on, on Saturdays, you were actually looking forward to seeing what the quarterback might do. I've never felt that way, so that was cool. Um, one thing though, at, at times, you saw Fields sulk a bit, and and I know why. It's because his team sucks, and he knows his team sucks. But I I like to see that go away. Um, and then lastly, 
too many holes on the roster. I think you guys are going to be getting those same phone calls next year. You got to have the off season of your life if you even want to talk about wild card spot next year. You you triple the win total, and you're at nine wins next year, coming down to the last week of the season, depending on if you make the playoffs. So, still think we're you know next year, and then the year after. Uh, for solid playoff spot and possibly division. Yeah, you know, you're talking about the body language and what you see telegenically from Justin Fields. Can I just tell you something? You get your ass beat, see if you're smiling. Yes, get sacked 55 times and lose nine in a row. I don't care what I don't care about what he looks like on television as long as he's being able to be productive and getting better year after, year after year. And his teammates love his leadership. Cutler, it was not that way. Yeah. All right, coming up, the Bulls snapped the Nets' winning streak. Uh, Why did the Bulls get that job done against the Nets? We talk about it coming up next. It's Chicago's Home for Sports, Cap and J. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and J. Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Great news about DeMar Hamlin. Per the physicians... Caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he's making steady progress. And so um, the statement from the Bills is, we are grateful for the love and support that we've received. So great news regarding Hamlin. Yes, very, very encouraging signs, and let's hope that it continues. Gosh, that's just, you, you still can't, um, you still are thinking about that play that every football player makes. You're making a tackle, right? You stand up, and then all of a sudden he collapses, and it's like, what happened there? As I mentioned to you before, watching in the Hood Cave, I'm, I'm focused on the Bulls and Monday Night Raw, and I'm watching in the Lakers or whatever, and I just see the players come, huddled around, and I don't know what's going on. I felt like I missed the play. Had to go back and rewind it to see exactly what happened, and just this is just uh, incredible. But just a shout out to the EMTs and those that are the first responders in that spot, Cap, helping that young man out. Could you imagine thirty years ago how that would have been handled? He might not be alive. Where's the oxygen? Where am I supposed to? Go? I mean, correct. That shows progress right there, Dude, doesn't it? Two years ago, we had the facilities, but they just added last summer. I read you that article from uh, Stefania Bell Mm -hmm. that they added a cardiac leader. If someone goes down with a cardiac episode, we have a team leader every game. You're in charge. And he already or she has every person's responsibilities laid out before something happens. Pretty cool. Sidebar may I approach? Yes. Brought to you by Ankin Law. 3126 million for the great Howard Ankin. Sign my ball. Cap, I know this has happened to you, but it happened to me yesterday. I was not part of Crosstalk yesterday because I told you I had a doctor's appointment here at Northwestern. Correct. Seeing my doctor. I had your back as they were trying to fire on you. Who's they? Black and Aki. What's the problem? They just, where, where's Hoodie? I had, he had a doctor's appointment. Couldn't he wait? No, he had a doctor's appointment. No, at my age, I got to get there. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> so I'm, I better get there. I had your back. You know, at Northwestern, depending on what doctor you see, it's like trying to get into that, uh, that one party, right? 
You're just trying to get into that party. You don't want to be behind the velvet rope too long. Correct. Because otherwise you're there an hour waiting. to like You You don't want to wait. Once you get an appointment there, you make sure you get there. On time. On, on time. Agreed. Right? That's for sure, right? Totally agree. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like, by the way, and you know this either going to the dentist or going to the doctor, where they're doing all the checks. Like I got my shingle shot mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. God, my arm is so heavy. From the shingle shot. It's, it feels, it's got a lot of pain in this right arm. But I had to have it because I got to get it twice this year. Uh-huh. Shingle shot, got to have it twice. You've, have you had it? I haven't had the shot. I've had shingles. You had shingles. That's right. It was horrible. Yeah. So I don't want that. So. I had it on my face. It was horrific. I, I remember this. I, I think I remember this. Yes. No, nonetheless, there's nothing like having the full, uh, you know, checkup. And that was what it was for the year, right? And you're laying on the table. And my doctor, like everyone else, is talking about this Hamlin thing, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, all right, let me check uh, your, your heart. Do, 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 do. All right, let us check. Cough. Okay. Now, let's check the groin. So he goes inside there under the hood yeah. and checks the groin. And he goes, so what do you think of this whole Hamlin situation? I go, well, if you let go of my balls, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, I know he's got to do that, right? right? But it's just funny how doctors always ask you odd questions at very Weird times, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the dentist and like they're asking you full questions. So, how you like radio? And it's got the you got the drill going. I, 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 <laughs> well, uh, well, I can't answer it when you got the drill going, right? Correct. Why do they ask questions during that time, right? The same thing here with the doctor yesterday. He's like he's going in there checking the rack opinion. He's in there checking, and he goes, "So, what do you think of this whole Hamlin thing? Did he have like a pro- like? Yeah, I was like, um, I'll tell you in a second. Moon River, <laughs> yeah, pretty much." He's checking the old uh, dipstick, and then <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I don't know if I can talk about Hamlin while you're checking the, uh, you know, twig and berries. Kibbles and bits. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Um, but it, but it, it shows you, the reason why I bring that up, not only because that was just a weird time to ask me, but just like everyone's talking about it. My doctor's asking, like, did Everybody. he have, did he have a, a condition beforehand? And then he goes, show me on your phone. Like, I, while, I said, while I'm laying on my back, I'll show you on my phone. And, I, and he goes... Rewind that again, and I show him. He goes, yeah, yeah. He wants to know more about it, right? More than just cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. He thinks there's more, and of course, we don't know yet. We don't know. And maybe we won't know, quite frankly. Uh, In a uh, follow-up on your story, the rookie safety of the Colts, Rodney Thomas II, Mm -hmm. he's the one who was watching the game. He He left his spot in front of the TV to go do something in the house, didn't realize it came back. His dad calls his house, his phone, FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Are you watching what's happening in the game? Yeah, I, you know, whatever he was doing. Damar is down. What? Yeah. He runs back while they're FaceTiming. He's looking. He's horrified. He gets in the car and drives 112 miles to Cincinnati, got into the ICU and held his hand and ta- spoke to him. Said, I had to say what I had to say. Whether he heard me or not, I choose to believe he did. And then went back to practice. Mm. Really cool. They yeah. talk seven days a week. That's really and you cool. think, you guys think I'm the only one that's making phone calls? There are some of us still out there that a call means a lot. Like, I had a long talk with Jonathan Hood on the phone. Did I not? Yes. Uh, what night was that? Sunday? Mm-hmm. Sunday or Monday. And I said, I have something I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. And we ended up talking. You had a bad phone and it got disconnected twice. Or I did. We had to call each other back. Well, it certainly wasn't me, but go ahead. And 
I enjoy the interaction of telling you. Yes. Hey, man. And we, how do we end every phone call? Take that. And love you. Yes. Love you. Take that. Yes. That's take, how we end every call. Take that click. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Take that. <laughs> so, bam. So uh, the Bulls, they defeat the Brooklyn Nets 121-112. to 112. Is, Did you put the Bulls in your parlay? I didn't. Ha- I did have the Bulls same game parlays. Mm-hmm. And I had straight money on the Bulls. Yes. On your recommendation. I, it was just time. It was like the Nets have been terrific. They have not been in the public eye since they've turned things around. Jack you Vaughn was coach of the month in December. Haven't heard anything about Kyrie, have you? Nothing. Haven't heard nothing about Kevin Durant, have you? I'm watching Kyrie help up a player off the floor, and he, he and his teammates are high five. I'm like, huh, Jock Vaughn, you're a miracle worker. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, any any drama? None. None. So they've had a long winning streak, but I thought, the who made the comment, Cap? Was it Lance Lynn? Was it John Lester? Maybe Lance Lynn says, at some time, you get tired of having your blank knocked in the dirt. Both of them said that. Okay. They both said that. Okay. I know I've heard that phrase before from uh, one of the pitchers. And I think that from the Bulls standpoint, they got tired of their blank getting kicked in the dirt. That's enough. And you would think, not against Brooklyn. No, exactly against Brooklyn. That's what the Bulls do. Against upper echelon teams, they play well. But if you're erratic and long and athletic, you can beat the Bulls if you're Oklahoma City or Orlando. Or teams of that ilk. They've got their hands full tomorrow. They're at Philly. They've never beaten Joel Embiid. No, it's hard to do that. You don't have it. You don't. That's it's a bad a size one. matchup. But what did you like about the Bulls? Uh, you know, in their I guess the Nets. What did you see from the Bulls that you I, didn't see the, the couple of nights before? First of all, they had thirty six points in the paint in the first half. Mm-hmm. Points in the paint are huge because it opens things up for. Patrick Williams, who had 22. Kobe White to make some big shots. Zach was deferential. He passed the ball. He rebounded the ball. He only had 13 points. DeMar had 22. Pat Williams told you. Vooch was outstanding. 21 and 13. Three assists. I saw a team that passed the ball and said, we are not, like you just said, not going to get pushed around it. Mm-hmm. They Durant was ridiculous. He truly looks like he's turned the hands of time back. I don't know what he's taken. I don't mean any stir. I'm just no. saying, is he changed his diet? Is he on you know some supplement? He looks ridiculous. He's the best scorer in the world right now. Remember the comps when he first came in the league? Oh, that's the next George Gervin there. Mm-hmm. No, he's the first Kevin Durant. Correct. Never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. I'm a big fan of how he plays. I, uh, I really like that the Bulls were able to win that game. And by the way, shout out to Northwestern. You hear us, Evanston? Outstanding victory against ILL. I&I. Boy, he beat the crap out of Illinois. Holy bleep. Chris Collins, I'm really happy for you, man. I love Chris. I'm a fan. Known him since he was a kid. He's a great person. And to see them smash Illinois, Brother. I mean smash. Brother, they had a whiteout in Evanston. Sold out because it's a big game. It's it's the Illinois Northwestern game, and I know some Illinois people like you do. They are pissed. Yeah, not just the loss against Northwestern, the loss against Mizzou and the Bragging Rights game got crushed in that game. Underwood's got to get under control. He is just out of his mind. He's lost his he's lost his mind with this team. At some point, as a coach, you got to realize I just don't have the talent. Cap, he just doesn't have it. It's just not there. They have a nice team. They don't have, like, Mm-mm. all that. Mm-mm. They just don't. No. And you walked into a gym last night where Chris's team 
that tired of getting pushed around, coming off a bad game against Ohio State. Let's go. Yeah. We're going to smack you around tonight. And they did. I, li- I like Northwestern. That's going to be a tournament team, Cap. Now, of course, there's layers to this in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Northwestern will be in the tournament. That's a job saver for Chris Collins. I and love it. Chris Lowry and the rest of that coaching staff. I'm a huge fan of the whole Collins family. I couldn't be happier for Chris to see how his team responded last night. It was cool. Cap and J-Hood cut of the day next on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and J-Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Congratulations to our teammate Adam Abdallah and his new baby girl. That would be Layla. Congratulations, Double A and Whitney, his wife. Everybody's healthy and very, very happy for them. Congratulations. Congratulations, Double A. Of course, you and uh, Abdallah going back and forth on this bet that you guys had. There's no back and forth. He owes me money. When he gets back from paternity leave, he needs to have my money. Well, that's the back, and here's the fourth. I'm telling you guys this. Like, I did the math on Twitter because I, <laughs> I looked at Twitter while they were, you know, cleaning everything off because I figured Cap would be talking crap. Dude was literally asking for his money while my baby was being born. <laughs> Like, dude was literally asking for his money, asking for his money while my six pounds, no ounces, baby girl was being brought into this earth. And this dude is asking for his money, even though I said I would pay him when I saw him. Cap? I I don't understand what he's whining about. I don't. Uh-huh. I didn't know what time they were having birth. I didn't go into the freaking delivery room and yell for my money. I said it on a radio show. Toughen up and bring me my money. Um, is there any timetable for this? Did you like it? or? Well, I don't know. How long is he on paternity leave for? Six weeks? A month? What? I- I'm not sure. How long is he gone, Snorling? You do the schedule. Uh, he's back on the 23rd, I believe. Okay. I want my money on the 23rd. Oh, when he returns. Yes. Hey, oh, I see. Right. And I would like to announce at this very moment mm-hmm. that I will take the money that he owes me, which is a significant amount. Significant. Mm-hmm. It's not two bucks. It's not five. Mm-hmm. It's north of 50. I'll put it that way. Mm. Significantly. And I am going to buy with that money. He thinks it's for fines. My goal is to not get fined this year. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it 365 without a fine, but I'm going to do my best. But I'll handle my own fine money. I am going to buy a gift card for something for the baby mm-hmm. and for Whitney, I see. not for Adam. I see. It's for the baby. Mm-hmm. So I will be taking the entire amount when he pays his debt and buying a gift card to whatever, Gymboree or baby gap or whatever store is the hot store to go to Mm -hmm. i will buy that so if adam chooses to not pay his debts he's taking gifts out of his baby's room period i think he'd probably prefer concert tickets uh because i'm sure he's not getting concerts you get him that walmart toy (laughs) (laughs) it's a great idea it's a great idea clip clop clip clop bang bang Clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop noise. An Amish drive-by shooting. <laughs> and now on the Cap and Jay cut of the day. Yo, 
Yes, it's wow. boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! How am I supposed to follow that? With, right. with another question. Your family wants to go to a private <laughs> event on New Year's Eve. <laughs> the old Kaplan plow. Bam! Wow. Take that! Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! The Cap and Jared Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom, Matt Moore's amazing dining creation. You have any uh, examples of what people can have? Yeah, we'd go with the mint Oreo ice cream pie if you want a dessert. The Nooski bacon and the seafood tower for appetizers. The lobster salad with champagne vinaigrette. Yes. And I would go with the Cajun filet. Mm-hmm. Delicious meal. I see. All right, coming up tomorrow. Brussels a, sprouts are really are good. You, all right, are you going to keep going? Are you going to go through the whole left side of the menu, or can we continue here? I'll do the right tomorrow. Okay. Nonetheless, we will uh, turn the page and get ready for a football Friday tomorrow. Is it tomorrow Friday? I think. Okay, so it's a, a little foot- off. it's a football Friday tomorrow as we get a chance to preview Nathan Peterman and the Bears against the Vikings and also other important matchups in the NFL. Ooh. Nathan Peterman. Good luck. That's part of the mix We're tomorrow. We're doing a deep dive on Texans Colts. No, no problem. That's the local game. Is that football? That's the local game. We're going for number one, baby. (laughs) We thank you for listening and twitching and calling in, being part of our program here on ESPN 1000. We'll do this again tomorrow at 7. For David Kaplan, I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for listening, and so long, everybody. Take that. Chicago.